Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the What You Said podcast. I am really excited to share today's episode with you. I just wanted to take a moment and let you know that today's podcast is a beautiful example of what I strive to put out in the world through doing this podcast. Everyone has a passion in life as well as their why. And my purpose in interviewing all of my guests and sharing their stories with you is to help inspire those who feel stuck. To give just a little bit of hope and kindness to those who may have lost that within themselves. Having a small business is, well, no small feat. And if you are chugging along each and every day, working at your passion, and it's feeding your soul, just know that you are on the right path. Trust. I also wanted to take a moment to say that in the age of social media, do not be so hard on yourself. Numbers and followers and likes and star ratings really have the opportunity to drive us into a spiral where our ego tells us we aren't doing good enough or that we won't ever get to be where we want to be. I'm here to tell you that if you are living your passion, who the hell cares about numbers? Everything will fall into place when you are happy. Yes, including the money. With that being said, for those of you who are new, this is the sixth full episode of the What You Said podcast. My name is Kaylee Elwell, and I am the owner of Kaylee Elwell Designs. I am a small business, experiential, brand stylist, and digital designer. I love that I get to work with local small businesses all over New England, helping them create the ultimate customer experience through defining their brand identity and digital strategy with a personal touch. Today on the podcast, we have a woman who I just admire so very much. Her cadence is the most soothing thing. Her words are incredibly insightful and thoughtful, and she is one of the hardest working people. On the podcast today, I have Lori Haggerty. She is a Reiki master teacher, shamanic practitioner, past life regression therapist, certified meditation practitioner, and the owner of Rivers Edge Reiki and the founder of Rivers Edge Healing Center in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Hi everyone, today we have Lori Haggerty here with me, and Lori is the owner of Rivers Edge Reiki and founder of Rivers Edge Healing Center. Lori, thank you so much for doing this with me today. Thanks, Kaylee. Thank you for having me. So let's start from the beginning. Did you grow up in Connecticut? Yes, um, I grew up in Norwalk. In Norwalk, Mm -hmm. and your business, your center now is in Sandy Hook. Right. I'm in uh, Newtown now, and I've had my business in Brookfield, Bethel, and now Newtown. (laughs) Can you give us kind of the timeline of your professional career? Sure. So, um, you know, it's funny. I I started out um, studying business in college. I thought um, I wanted to be a corporate businesswoman because it was back in the 80s and that's sort of like the whole corporate scene was very, very popular. Um, And then I realized very quickly 
that the corporate world was not for me. Um, I just kind of didn't jive with the the whole materialistic sort of cutthroat type um, atmosphere. So um, I then started working for nonprofits, which I loved. And um, then I raised my children. And then I got back into, um, I, I got into healthcare. I actually became a certified nurse's assistant. And I really have a soft spot in my heart for geriatric, um, the geriatric community. So I loved that. And I started doing that, you know, part time with when my kids were younger and it sort of morphed into a bigger profession. And I eventually started working for a home care agency, doing their marketing. And um, then I became a case manager. And shortly thereafter, I became the manager. And um, so I managed a home care agency for six years. Wow. And um, in that time, I, I did love the job. I became, you know, very close to my caregivers. Of course, I loved my elderly clients and helping their families get through like that difficult time. But it was a very demanding job and mm. very stressful. I mean, like you're on 24 seven on call, even on vacation, holidays. And so, um, and you had three kids right I, at the time. Yes. Yeah. I was raising my kids and, you know, family obligations. And so it was, it was a, a struggle yeah. and it really kind of took its toll on me. Sure. So how'd you get into Reiki? So <clears throat> because of the the high stress that I was under with that job. I mean, I worked, you know, anywhere between 60 to 80 hours a week, um, just trying to catch up on all the work that I had. I really sort of felt like I needed to find something to help myself mm. manage that stress. And um, I saw an advertisement for a Reiki class and I've always been, highly intuitive yeah. <laughs> um, ever since I was little. And I think that's what kind of drew me to working with people. Mm. You know, that's why I love that connection of working with the elderly and working with people. I just would feel a connection with their energy. So I took a Reiki class and I absolutely loved it. And my very first Reiki class, I was in the middle of the class and we were taking like a lunch break. And I said to myself, I'm going to do this for a living. Mm -hmm. And then of course my <laughs> ego came in and said, what are you talking about? Like you, yeah. you can't do this. You have a job. You have, you know, how can you ever, you know, find the time to, to transition into this type of business. But, um, I continued, I fell in love with it so much. Um, I would do it on myself, on my mm -hmm. family members. I didn't have time to really do it any other way, but, um, and then I began taking more classes that interested me mm -hmm. again, like meditation, um, things that would ultimately benefit me and, and how I handled my stress. Right. Um, but I, you know, obviously the universe had different ideas and it was <laughs> kind of, um, putting me in training for what I was meant to do. Always meant to do. Yeah. Right. And now you have this beautiful center and how many practitioners do you, do you have that kind of, you know, come in, come in and out of the center? So, um, I have the center here now in Sandy Hook. I have a, um, 
variety of different practitioners. We have a massage therapist. We have a psychic medium. I have an esthetician and a hypnotist. Mm -hmm. And then myself, I do um, Reiki and energy healing. And so, and then we, we also bring in, um, you know, guests, uh, speakers, we, that hold workshops. Um, and we do all different workshops on anything from, you know, EFT tapping to, you know, trauma support, um, different types of alternative medicine. Yeah. So, um, and there's one service, which is how I found you, though you haven't mentioned yet, which is the foot detoxes. Oh, <laughs> yes. So when I was working for the company before I started Kaylee Elwell Designs, um, one of my clients posted a picture of her at your center, and it was of her feet in this bath soak, and the water was this, like... Um, almost tobacco-y brown mm -hmm. color, almost rust. And I was like, what is that? And then I, I swiped and I saw the little chart of what, it, of what it was and what everything meant. And I had been looking for a spiritual mentor at the time to kind of learn more about how to heal myself with my trauma. And I was really into meditation and trying to teach meditation at the time. And I feel like you know, the universe really led me to you through <laughs> through all sorts of different ways. It was, I was going to come here one way or the other. So I reached out to you, I emailed you, and I said, I really need to talk to you and meet you and know you. And, and here we are today. I feel like we have a very beautiful friendship and we help each other so much. And I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. Um, but these back soaks, <laughs> they're, they're the best thing ever yeah they're so i mean so it's a detox right Right. so we have it's it's an ionic foot detox and you basically um get hooked up to a little machine and and it um pulls out toxins um from your body through your feet mm -hmm. you know our feet are uh, have a lot of pores in them yeah and um we can absorb a lot of things through our feet but we can also release a lot of things so um, one of the things that I'm interested in here, you know, I have the foot detox, I have an infrared sauna, yeah. and I also have um, PEMF therapy, which is electromagnetic frequency. Um, and I've always been extremely interested in alternative um, medicine. Mm -hmm. um, my freshman year in college, I wrote a paper on alternative cures for cancer. Oh, cool. For my English composition, you know, we could pick <laughs> any topic and research it, and that was my topic. So that kind of like tells me a little bit about. Um, <laughs> but um, so the the purpose for all these things here is to really help people that want to heal not only um, emotionally, you know, from any sort of trauma or stress, but to also help help them heal physically. Mm. So I believe like the infrared sauna, the, um, the detox and the, um, PEMF therapy really help, you know, and, and also to like body work, like massage. So the whole point of the center is to really address the body, mind and spirit. Mm -hmm. Would you mind defining for me what a healer is to you because you said that you're really into alternative medicine and I feel like it takes a very special person to implement 
such things. So what is a healer to you? You know, there's so many people out there walking around that are healers and they don't even know it. Um, and I never want to think that I'm special because, you know, uh, I've had specific training in my healing. I think we're all healers on some level. And um, once we, we just need to recognize it. Um, so in my training, you know, a healer is someone that um, sort of is a conduit, is like a, um, opens up the energy path for universal energy to flow through, to help the person's body relax, mm -hmm. to release um, any stuck um, energy and remove blockages. So that's sort of like the, um, the technical definition. But it's so funny because I also believe that many healers have been through sort of a difficult life. Um, shamans, um, usually the shamans in villages are picked by like people that have been struck by lightning <laughs> or like that have really gone through like near death experiences. Sure. They come out on the other end as a healer. Right. And so many people, especially many of my students, because I also train people um, to be Reiki certified, you know, many of them have come with like less than stellar um, histories of, sure. you know, whether it's childhood issues or, you know, just life circumstances have been difficult to them. And when I can show them that, you know, despite all that they've been through, there's a reason for it. And maybe that reason is because they're meant to be a healer. Healers need to be empathic. They need to be able to relate to their clients on many different levels. Mm -hmm. And how could I relate to someone if I haven't been through that myself? Sure. And so I think that really encompasses what a healer is, is someone that has walked through the fire and come out on the other side. And we see those that are still left behind <laughs> and we just kind of help them get through it as well. I think that's such a comprehensive and beautiful definition of that. And you, you use the word conduit. I've been hearing a lot lately the term energetic conduit. You feel like those go hand in hand? Absolutely. Um, you know, Again, I, I tell my clients that, you know, I'm not really necessarily doing the work for you. Mm -hmm. I, I believe it's like a 50-50. Like, they are responsible for doing just as much work on their healing as I am. And so I'm just kind of bringing it to them. And um, whether they choose to follow through it is up to them. Mm -hmm. But um, I am a conduit and I can bring the healing energy to them. I can also, um, one of the things that I do is I get a lot of messages for my clients um, in many different forms, but um, those messages are basically um, sort of channeled yeah. to say, like, this is what I see that you need to do, um, or this is why this is happening to you. And sometimes you see that light bulb go off, like, oh, okay, <laughs> like, I get it now. And that's when I know it's going to work. Mm -hmm. um, and so, again, when they come in for a healing, whatever happens during that time period, um, 
they also need to go home and then continue sure. along that process. Right, right. Because the healing never really stops. You have to continue to put work into it. And I can attest to your intuitiveness and, and your channeled messages because you and I have had a many conversations <laughs> <laughs> just about <clears throat> all the things that, that happen within me and my personal life. And you're always very spot on. <laughs> you're always very spot on. So take us back to the time when you figured out this is, I'm going to open this center. You know, did you find the building first? Did you make the decision to open a center and then find the building? How did things fall into place? It's funny because when I began um, with my own little Reiki practice, when I, I finally left my job um, because I knew if I continued in that job, um, I was going to become very sick. I, I developed fibromyalgia because of that job um, and sort of um, that has really led me on this healing path as mm -hmm. well for my own, you know, uh, selfish purposes. Mm -hmm. But um, so when I had my own little Reiki practice, I, I, I left my full-time job and I really wanted to pursue the healing. And, but it was funny because I took space with a massage therapist. I rented a little room, but the very first thing I said was, well, I want to have a center one day. And I would tell anybody that would listen to me, like, I'm going to have a center with a lot of different practitioners because my belief is this. Healing isn't just, uh, come, doesn't come from one modality, right? So mm -hmm. for example, I'll use myself. Having fibromyalgia, um, what I found has helped me has been a combination of, you know, um, energy work, spiritual growth on my part, mm -hmm. meditation, um, trauma work, like releasing any things from my past that I have to let go of, um, body work, you know, massage, the sauna helps me tremendously. So it was my idea to come up with a place where my clients could come and get help on all those different planes of um, you know, if they're coming to me for chronic pain, there's definitely an emotional and an energetic component to that. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer of the mind-body connection. But I also would love to say, go see my massage therapist. She will, you know, help you with that pain. Um, um, and as far as spiritual uh, growth, you know, I have my psychic medium, Barbara here, and she does mm -hmm. readings, but she also teaches A Course in Miracles, which is wonderful. So the whole concept of a center was because I know I can't do everything myself. I can maybe be a stepping stone to someone's healing um, process, but there's so many levels to it. Mm -hmm. And bringing in experts in many different fields, we can all work together to help people really heal yeah and have a cohesive comprehensive form of healing i think that's wonderful um so you found the the building then so after when i you know i had my little practice um in brookfield with the massage therapist then i went to bethel and i had my own little space but again, I just kept getting called. Even on my vision boards, I had Healing Center. Mm -hmm. And then one of my clients happened to be a 
realtor. And I said, if you see anything, you know, just let me know. Like I'm looking for a new office space, maybe with a couple of other rooms that I could have different practitioners. And I had nobody in mind. I had no <laughs> idea what I was going to do, but I just knew it was going to happen. It was going to happen. And she sent me some pictures of places that I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then she sent me this building here in, in Sandy Hook. I had no idea it was in Sandy Hook. It just said Newtown. Um, the downstairs here was a doctor's office. Mm -hmm. So it kind of had a nice little setup, the waiting room, and then different um, offices where practitioners could, could see clients. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's good. And when I got here, I realized that not only is it in Sandy Hook, but it's primarily right across the street from the Sandy school. Hook Elementary School. Yeah. And I felt like it was definitely um, – you know, spiritually guided, divinely guided for me to be here to bring healing to, you know, this community mm -hmm. um, through our offerings. And um, that's definitely, you know, one of my goals here. Yeah. And you have, you opened, so you opened the center last August. August. Mm -hmm. So we're coming up on a year, which is really yes. exciting, even though we've gone through all this nasty COVID business. Mm -hmm. But even before all that, you you were always really doing your best to be part of the community. I know that like when Halloween came around, you went and gave the kids, um, right? There was like a parade and you gave the kids candy and you're always going to networking events. And so you're really doing your best to be part of the community. Uh, you know, I, I joined the Chamber of Commerce. Um, I belong to like a women's networking group. I try to, uh, you know, get to know the Newtown community. I'm not familiar with it, but um, I really wanted to immerse myself and figure out, you know, um, who I can connect with, how we can get the word out that we're here. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the services that we offer, uh, we have open houses. Um, we call them soulful Saturdays where people could come in like, and experience all of our services for like a, a you know a, a minimal fee like twenty dollars for twenty minutes and you can get everything you know experience all of our services so um, again the more we can get the word out and let people know what we're doing the better unfortunately we did have that little hiccup where we <laughs> had to close for a few months but we're happy to be open again and. Um, and ready to help people that are, you know, maybe even more stressed out than ever right now. Mm -hmm. And talk to me about what keeps you motivated with the center. I mean, even with the little hiccup that mm -hmm. we had, what keeps you motivated with every keeping all the operations going? I think, you know, what motivates me primarily is, you know, when I work with my clients, and I see the um, progress they make. I see how they their mindset changes. I see how they feel better. Um, I love how they become, you know, integrated into the center, whether it's taking classes or workshops. And to see their lives completely change in a period of a few months, to me, is like the best reward. Um, even if I work with somebody for a little bit and then I kind of pass them on and, and they, they continue to work maybe with someone else here. Um, 
I'm fine with that because I believe that, you know, I opened that door for them. Mm -hmm. So that motivates me. Um, I also have a real strong connection to helping the practitioners here. So many of these uh, people here, this is their first time venturing into a business of their own mm -hmm. and being entrepreneurs. Maybe they worked in uh, centers or like spas or salons, or, yeah. or, you know, and then now they're really trying to, to venture out on their own. So I feel like I'm here to guide them and help them in any way that I can grow their business. So I sort of love helping my clients and I love helping the practitioners here grow their businesses as well. Was there anything that made you hesitant in opening a center? I know you had your Reiki business, but taking on, you know, your Reiki business alongside this healing center and other practitioners, was there anything, I mean, what did your ego start telling you? Well, of course, you know, I had, again, this vision in my head for quite a long time. Um, and then when I finally went from my one little office to thinking I was going to have this center, and again, not having any clue of who would come on board, if people would join me, I sort of took the leap. Um, it, it definitely was scary, but I've also learned that when I trust my gut and my instincts, it never steers me wrong. So my gut was really saying, do it. Um, obviously, I took my savings and I invested it into this building and some of the services I have here, like the sauna. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. I just, I had the support of my husband who, you know, I think that really helped me because he was, you know, go for it. Like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I put the call out on Facebook. I said, you know, any holistic practitioners that want to be a part of center and people just started answering me. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, like I can do this. But um, ultimately I signed my name on the dotted line for the lease before I had any of that in place. And I really trusted my intuition yeah. and um, it, it really kind of paid off. Yeah. That's a real true leap of faith. Absolutely. In, in what the universe has in store for us. So being a business owner um, and opening your space for other businesses to come in, that's something that's really tough. <laughs> Do you want to talk about as a business owner and, you know, putting your savings and putting your heart and your energy into this beautiful center of yours? How have you set boundaries and goals? for yourself? Hmm. Um, I think that it's funny, my shamanic teacher, um, you know, I, I stay in touch with all of my, my teachers, um, because I always look to them for guidance. And, uh, you know, she said to me, like, you may have a lot of weirdos coming out of the closet, <laughs> you know, like wanting to be a part of your center. So mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I have to do is, I look for people that um, resonate with my vibration. Yeah. And I, I guess the way to explain that is people that have the same ethics um, and morals and goals as I do in regards to helping people. Sure. Um, so it's a matter of discerning 
who I want to be here, who I want to work with, and who I trust my clients with. Absolutely. So I think that was sort of a learning process because, you know, um, again, my, you know, when my teacher said, you know, just be mindful of who you, you know, work with and allow into my space. Mm-hmm. This space here is very energetically protected. Um, I have many people that walk through the door and say like, wow, I feel calm here. I feel um, like the energy is really good here. And I want to keep that. I don't want anything to disturb that, um, that peaceful, calm energy. So um, that's where I really kind of have to work hard to make sure um, I I keep the space as protected as it is. Yes. And Teresa, who's the photographer that's been on my podcast previously, she said that actually when she said, when I recorded the video and I did the pictures for Lori and her center, she said, the minute I walked into the building, I felt like at peace. Like Mm -hmm. I felt so good. She said, usually I'm very, you know, energetically chaotic and disorganized sometimes and I'm nervous about if it's going to go right if everything's gonna like go to plan she said but the whole time there I just felt so good that's That's really awesome because that's like that's what we want to create you know we want to create a place where people can come and just be like oh my gosh I feel like I'm completely downshifting when I come in this building like you know letting it go um so that's really I'm glad Teresa felt that way. And I think another challenge of mine is having a business like this, I feel so responsible for everybody, right? I know. So when it's just me, you know, if I don't do a social <laughs> media post one day, I'm like, okay, whatever. But now I have all these people that I'm responsible for. So that's a little added stress. Yes. So, um, and I am not technologically savvy. So I've really had to learn to, and I'm also a very much do-it-myself kind of girl. Like, yeah. I don't really reach out for help. I try to do everything myself and sometimes to my detriment, mm. which is probably why I have fibromyalgia. <laughs> I've learned another lesson that I've learned is it's okay to reach out for people to help you like mm-hmm. um, with websites or social media or organization. We all have our um, strengths and our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes I try to think like, you know, I have this, like, if I don't know how to do something, I'm a failure. But really, it, it's it's a beautiful thing to realize, hey, I can't do this. So therefore, I'm going to turn it over to somebody else so I can have the help. Yeah. And that, I think, has been a, an, a lesson that I've learned since I've opened here, is that I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me less of a person no. because I have my strengths and my Barbara always teases me the my my psychic medium here she'll say like Lori you wait till like the very last second to do something like if we have our open houses like our social Saturdays I'm here like late Friday night like getting everything done she's like why didn't you do this on Monday because this is how I work yeah she can't understand it but but um but I also need other people to help me because you know it takes a village right I can't do it all yes And um, let's talk about social media. So I know in the beginning when you opened up your center, of course, you wanted to help everyone and you wanted to post about everybody's things. And 
And then eventually, I know we had several conversations and you're like, this is just too much. I need everybody to kind of do their do right. their own social media. So how do you best operate now? Like what are some learning lessons that you've had with social media and having your own business? Um, I mean, I find social media is really helpful um, mm -hmm. for the little bit that I know about it. Um, we have Facebook events that I love to create for the center. Um, which I think is a lot of people see them. Mm -hmm. And um, so when we have workshops and offerings or special events, uh, Facebook has been very, very helpful. Um, it is hard. Like I do feel sometimes compelled to do the work for other people, but everybody's been pretty good now. Like we're kind of online that um, everybody here at the center has access to our Facebook page. Yeah. So if they're creating an event or if they're wanting to do a social media post to promote a special they're running or, you know, their business, you know, I say, go for it, you know. Sure. So I've also had to learn to um, not be so controlling in that I have to do it all. You right. Know? So the control thing, like letting go, mm -hmm. is, a, is a huge lesson for me. Um, and that comes from, again, a lot of childhood issues that, um, you know, I... I need to be in control of a lot of things. So me too. <laughs> letting that go is, yeah. has been a really wonderful lesson for me and trusting, you know, and um, everybody's on their own page as far as how much effort they want to put into their own businesses. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I work with some of the practitioners here too. Mm -hmm. And we have um, a woman that makes these beautiful soy candles that I'm helping her and we have the massage therapist and trauma healing coach. And there's just so many beautiful people that are really now, I feel like the center is really defining it's It's starting to define itself and bring the right people in. Um, how about work-life balance? How do you, I mean, you know, you said you do things last minute and <laughs> that kind of stuff, but I totally understand that because I work best at like 10 o'clock at night. Right, 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 <laughs> like, under so, pressure. Yeah. So how do you balance your personal life with, with work? Does it kind of flow into one another sometimes? You know, I think that, um, believe it or not, it's a pretty good balance right now. Um, it's funny, I was just talking to someone yesterday about when I had my own little practice in Bethel, I had a lot of clients. I was seeing people every day, all days, you know, six, seven days a week. Um, and then when I came here, it's funny. It seems like a, a lot of my clients didn't follow me. And at first I was like, well, gee, I wonder, wonder why, like I had these regulars that were coming every single week and then they like just disappeared. Yeah. And even though I moved out of the town I was in, it, it wasn't, it's not that much farther. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, but you know, I appreciated that time where I didn't have to see clients because I was really focusing on the center, like getting it up and running and coming up with different activities here and talking to people, mm -hmm. giving tours. And so she said to me, Lori, um, well, there's your answer. Like mm -hmm. you needed that time to spend on the center. And so therefore you kind of energetically sort of pushed your clients away. Um, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like you, you didn't have time for them because you were running the center. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I really have to say I'm, I haven't been super busy um, 
with a million different clients, but I really have had a nice balance of clients and then time for the center and then my own family life. I mean, my children are grown, so I don't need to be home with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two of them are out of the house. And so um, I really don't feel overwhelmed here. Like even at home, I can pick up my laptop and do some work, you know, for, you know, social media or Mm -hmm. newsletters, things like that. I don't have to necessarily always be leaving my house. So it's a beautiful balance. Yeah. I'm really very happy with it. That's amazing. And you feel, you seem a lot more calm when you talk about the center versus Mm -hmm. when you talked about like the things you did before the center. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Which is always good. Are there any events that you would eventually like to have at the center? Well, um, I really have a a real desire to to open up to different um, like for example this uh, next Saturday we're doing a healthcare appreciation day. Mm-hmm. We really want to give back to all those healthcare workers that have been working through you know this COVID nineteen and and the quarantine you know where people were sitting home they were going to work and I feel like they really need to have. Um, you know, a day where they can come in and, and experience some services. We're doing it free of charge. Mm. Um, we're also af- asking for sponsorship. So, like, if you want to donate, like, a little bit of money to sponsor a healthcare worker, oh, that's really you know, nice. that way the practitioners can can feel good about giving them a service but also be making a little bit of money. Absolutely. Um, I have a huge um, place in my heart. Like, I really want to uh, – incorporate or maybe have a special day for like the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to do um, a pride day here. Unfortunately we were closed for that, Yeah. but I really wanted to do like a fun, you know? um, So my, my idea is to reach out to all sorts of, you know, community members, um, maybe do something to incorporate like for the teens in this community, Mm. um, you know, as well as, you know, children, you know, I just want to be able to reach anyone that feels like they need to, to come in here and utilize our services. Absolutely. Um, so that's like my, my big picture. I love that. I love that so much. And I mean, and I've always known since the very first time we spoke that the community is just such a big part of your heart and you really want to give back as much as you possibly can. So I'm sure the community is very grateful for you and all the services you have. Um, So next I just wanted, I do, I'm starting to implement this part into my podcast. It's called getting to know the brains behind the brand. Okay. (laughs) So um, it's more about your personality and just what really connects with you because I believe within my business that, um, that our experiences and who we are very much translates into the small business that we start. Okay. So I'm going to say two words, either this or that, and um, whichever one connects with you the most, just rapid fire. So, okay. okay so indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. Yeah, I knew that one. <laughs> Sympathy or empathy? Empathy. Mm-hmm. Candlelight or white light? White light. Being taught or teaching others? Teaching others. Okay. Massage or facial? Massage. And then um, <laughs> foot bath or infrared sauna? Mm, 
infrared sauna. Yeah, I like that one too. Uh, what is the last great um, book or movie you watched or read? Oh gosh, well, during the quarantine, I've been really into um, studying um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, okay. and he has a lot to do with um, our minds and the ability of our minds to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. He's really big into meditation. So the the last book I just read was um, You Are the Placebo, okay. and it talks about how you know we can literally um, use our minds to to heal ourselves from anything from anxiety to cancer. Um, and so I find him fascinating. And so that was the last book I read. Mm -hmm. um, would you recommend it to others? I would recommend people. He has a lot of books out, actually. Um, uh, Being Supernatural is one that I also read. Um, and again, for those, I, I sort of like, I love science. Mm -hmm. And so I love the science behind energy healing. You know, of course, I have that that um, spiritual connection that I understand how it works. But when I can explain to people, like people that come to me, not everybody's on the same page as I am. Sure. But if I can explain scientifically mm -hmm. how things work, then I see the light bulb go off in sure. their head, and sure. so. That's why I love that kind of um, of work where you can have concrete explanation. Evidence. Yeah, people like results or tangible things they can grasp on. Yes. What is the next place or activity on your bucket list? I would love to. Um, I've never been on one, but I would love to go on like a uh, like a spiritual retreat weekend, mm -hmm. and I would love to bring my practitioners along with me. Like, wouldn't that be fun to? Um, to have a weekend where we can go and mm -hmm. like, you know, um, maybe learn some new things and, and like recharge ourselves because for those of us that are in this healing profession, mm -hmm. um, Need to you know, we tend cup. to, yeah, we mm -hmm. tend to give and give and we don't, uh, take care of ourselves. Yeah. So I would love to do something like that. As a matter of fact, I had a dream, um, a few months back that I had brought some of the people here, um, to Vermont Oh, cool. And uh, Vermont is a very special place for me. Uh, I grew up going there. And um, so, I don't know, it just is a healing place. So I think that would be on my list to, mm -hmm. uh, to go on a retreat. That's awesome. I'd love to go on a silent retreat. Oh, me too. Yeah. And I love to talk. That would really <laughs> yeah, be Yeah, both of us. Yeah, that <laughs> They'd would have be a to testimony. be like, um, if nothing, and then if nothing was holding you back right now, not money, not COVID, not lack of confidence in anything, what's one thing you would do for yourself or your business? Oh gosh. Um, what I would love to do here at the center would be, um, you know, we have a lot of woods in the back mm -hmm. and I don't own the building. Um, so, but I would love to create an outdoor space because I feel like um, so many programs, uh, I mean, I've done different things outdoors, especially with my shamanic training. Uh, we've done a lot of outdoor ceremonies, a lot of outdoor meditations. And to me, like, that's a little lacking here. Um, we have we have the, the property. It's just, you know, it would need to be, um, you know. Yeah. Um, a little created. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if I had you know, the permission and the money, I would put money into creating an outdoor space. Um, 
And is there any advice you would give someone who's wanting to or thinking about starting a healing center, but they they have all the doubts in their head right now? What would you say to them? You know, what I say to anybody, even, um, you know, my own children, my clients, um, you know, I have so many people that come in and they, they say like, you know, I, I hate my job. Mm-hmm. I'm miserable, <laughs> you know, before this. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, life is short, you know, life is really short. And if you can find what you're really passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I hate to, to, um, use the saying over and over again, but you know, when you find your passion, the money follows. And I truly believe that, that, um, you know, we're put on this earth for a purpose. Yeah. And some of us, you know, it takes longer to find that purpose than others. And, but if you're unhappy or if you have dreams, you know, don't ever think that you can't attain them because there's always a way. Mm -hmm. There's always a way. And for my clients that they say, I hate my job, you know, there's, there's money to be made elsewhere, elsewhere, you know? Yes. And it really life goes by in the blink of an eye and you don't want to look back and have regrets in that you had dreams, but you never, you know, even attempted them. Right. And um, to me, again, if you are really drawn or compelled to do something, um, try it. You know, the worst you can do is fail, but I don't believe there's ever a failure. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe in failure. I believe in lessons. And, um, I feel like the universe, if it's leading you in one direction, um, it has a purpose. It has a purpose and it's important for you to follow. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And my last question is, you know, how I love my meanings and my words. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) if you could, Leave the world with only a one-word impression of you or your work. What would that word be? <laughs> hmm. Gosh. I know. There's so many. There's so many words. This was, this is a hard question this for me. That's why question. I'm collecting all the words from my right. from my guests. <laughs> one word. Um understanding yeah I feel like you're a great listener (laughs) I I mean I tell you things that I don't tell a lot of my friends or my family because I know that you're always going to take it in with no judgment and just unconditional love and any advice that you give me back is always once again, very intuitive, very insightful, and very understanding. So I agree with that word. Oh, thank you. I feel like I'm a big talker. So to have somebody say I'm a good listener, <laughs> but I do. I feel like even people that I that rub me the wrong way, um, I feel like I can really go into their energy and find like I can try to understand them, you know, and I try to teach that, especially to my children, you know, there's going to have, there's going to be people in your life that you don't get along with or that you don't understand why they act the way they do. But I teach them to understand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if it's somebody that cut you off, you know, and um, on the road, you know, understand, like try to think of like, what do you think might be going on in their life right now to Mm -hmm. cause them to be that way. And I think if I can 
look at somebody's life or their behavior from their point of view, it helps me to understand them better. Sure. And I and I hope that that's something that people that get to know me uh, or work with me can see that I really try to understand them. Of course, it's very that's empathy, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I highly recommend Lori, her Reiki conversations with her and her center. All her practitioners are really amazing as well. You can find Lori on Facebook and Instagram, and I will put all of her links, including her websites um, and her social media in the show notes. Lori, thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more about today's guest, please check the show notes below for all the links. If you are or know someone who would be a great fit for the podcast and is a local small business owner with a story to tell, please visit www.kayleeelwelldesigns.com forward slash what you said podcast. Until next time. Thank you.